Welcome to the Film Sessions Podcast. Today, we are excited to feature, I would allow you to introduce yourself. I'm Armand Tahiri, and I directed The Hunted. Armand Tahiri. I didn't butcher that, right? I got it right? Yeah. All right, cool. I know you just said it, but still, just want to be respectful of a name. A name's very important. So, mm -hmm. Armand, if I may, what is your origin story? And when I say that, I mean... What inspired you to first get started in filmmaking, if you may, if there's a person, if there was a movie, if there was a moment, something that gnawed at you, something that pinched you and never let go? What was that moment or what was that movie or person? Um, it would have to be watching the first Star Wars movie, honestly, with my dad. And I watched it and I was like, wow, this is really cool. Why don't I try making it myself? That was really the start of it all. And I was in fifth grade back then. Um, and so I made a few movies here and there and I showed them to my friends and they were like, this is like really good. And I'm like, okay, sure, I'll keep making these. And then um, I'd say what really propelled me into it was seeing Christopher Nolan's The Dark Knight Rises. Just the, the, the scope and the spectacle of a movie like that, I was like one day, I would like to be able to make something that big, that grandiose and elicit those reactions. And I think for the past eight years, it's just been me working towards that goal. It's probably gonna be like that for the next 15. Uh, Star Wars and Dark Knight Rises. You got you got me there. Wasn't expecting to hear those. You got me there, you got me hooked. I'm, I'm now a biased interviewer. You got <laughs> me, man. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself, man, if you can sort of, I asked for the origin story, true, but what is it you like to do? What what kind of projects do you like working on? What kind of things do you like people to see? Well, um, I love working on thrillers mostly, drama, thriller, horror, really contained films, partly because, you know, don't have the budget to exactly emulate Dark Knight Rises, but I also would love to make a, a small story have such a big impact on a viewer. How can we make a small five, 10 minute film actually change a viewer's perspective on something? So that's kind of what I've been working towards for the beginning of my life. Um, I also am enamored by the cinematography process, mostly in terms of filmmaking. And every film that I make, I try and up the cinematography from the last one and do something new. So whether that be shooting on different formats or trying to create different looks or lighting and stuff like that, I always try and make something new that the viewer can be like, oh, that's different every single time they watch one of my films. Okay, all right. So what kind of obstacles have you had to endure so far in your young career? Sort of any adversities, whether it's on set or off of it, problems that you've had to deal with so that you can stay on this path in the beginning the main problems that i had were actors as i was just using my friends and i'll tell you when you have a bunch of sixth graders in a room and are telling them to giving them directions they don't really listen to you almost at all so for the first uh four or five years of my life that was probably one of the biggest adversities uh then COVID happened. And that in itself was uh, a pretty big adversity because I had, was in the middle of making a project and I never really 
had a standstill moment where it was just like, wow, okay, now I have nothing to do. Um, but it really helped because I was able to develop a few scripts and then once the restrictions were lifted, I was able to film those. But it also made me go out of my comfort zone and start working with professional actors, which is a skill that I've been honing in over the past three years and being able to direct them. Uh, now, obviously my friends have matured a lot and I still use them for films that contain young people, but uh, bigger, uh, harder projects, usually over the summers, I'm now able to opt for uh, professional actors. Okay, all right. Listen, man, you're gonna get a ton of credit from me if you tell me you got a project finished through COVID because I know personally of the experience of just like how everything can just be flown asunder just because of that. So I can't grade you, but if I were to grade your project, you know, that's like a extra bonus point just just because of dealing with COVID, man. Because that's that's some resiliency. So I gotta commend you for that. Thank so, you. Your film, if you could reintroduce the name, please, and then talk a little about the message you wanted to give, sort of the process of how you had to make it, what you wanted the themes to be about. Mm -hmm. So The Hunted is uh, a 30 minute short film that I made partly because, you know, I like to make longer films during the summer and also partly because I was awarded a grant by my school, awarded $4,000 to make a short film. So I was like, okay, well, definitely gonna use this. And I was thinking, you know, now that I have a budget, now that I've worked with actors before, how can I make, um, how can I use all of my knowledge of the past, at that point, seven years to culminate into a really good film? And so mostly what I did was uh, writing the script. Uh, I used one of my teachers as a co-writer, but I also sent it to a bunch of people, my friends, my other teachers, and just got as much audience adv like advice as I could. And I implemented almost all of it. The reason I did that was because I know that as an 18, 17 year old, I'm not going to write first try the best movie ever, right? And I'm making a movie for the audience. So who better to tell me what ideas work, what ideas don't, than the people that I'm making the movie for. So I started with that and over a, a summer, a few months, we were able to uh, complete filming, start to finish. Uh, there were a lot of challenges scheduling mostly uh some of the days we were filming were 95 degrees outside so very uh harsh conditions and um you know just filming around ohio definitely uh got a lot of public attention you know certainly for the subject matter of the film so once i was able to complete it ahead of the deadline it was a bit of a relief but i was also very happy to have completed that project okay all right. Ah, 95 degrees. Oh, man. I, listen, I'm a tropical kid, and even then, the heat, I'm not really that much of a fan of. But... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, ah, just thinking about it real time. All right. Excuse me. So, you mentioned in, in your wee little days of sixth grade, you've made other films before. What have your past projects looked like? Is, was there or sort of, was there a bud that spawned from it that made you realize this is what you wanted to do? Or were they just kind of like fun little projects you just casually did because they were fun? And then eventually you ramped up because you saw something else. Like what were your beginning projects like? 
My beginning projects were, as I said, mostly like Star Wars. You know, it was, I had a series going with about seven or eight episodes called School Wars, where it was teachers versus students fighting with lightsabers. And that not only made me have a, a nice basis because as I go back and watch them, I see my growth in real time. Every episode gets better and better, but it also kind of cemented uh, me, the filmmaker in the school. And um, that was good for a number of reasons because one, I was able to show my entire school these films and they were like, wow, that's crazy. But I was also able to use the school's resources because they knew, you know, I'm a filmmaker, I'm serious about this. So from uh, about fifth to eighth grade, it was mostly movies in school, movies with friends, nothing crazy, nothing too daunting. But by the time I got to ninth grade, I knew I had to step up. You know, I'm no longer a middle school kid. I'm a high school filmmaker. I'm going against people who've been doing this for a long time, people who are older than me and people who know what they're doing. So that's when I really started to take time with scripts, um, really was looking into thrillers. I love thrillers and dramas particularly. Um, and so started to hone my craft in that way and all the way up until my most recent few films, those have been the main genre that I've been working in. You know, making uh, two or three five-minute short films during the school year and a longer 20, 30-minute film during the summer. And that's how my high school career kind of looked like. Uh, once I finished The Hunted, uh, which was kind of, I'd say, the culmination of everything that I'd put together, I realized I, for the rest of senior year, I kind of wanted to just have fun. So I made a short little four minute documentary and then I made a 20 minute uh, reunion for School Wars and like a kind of final episode so that everyone could see like from the very first one to the very last one, how far we'd come. And that was a really great, really great time because I was able to show that to the entire school. That sounds awesome, man. <laughs> that sounds dope. All right, the other side of the coin, this may be an obvious question, but what do you plan on? Like, do you plan on making more in the future of more films? And like, again, like I said, it sounds like, duh, I will. But what is your storyboard for your future films? What, what's, what's your personal storyboard, if I may correct myself? I'd love to make thriller. I love thriller films. I'd love to start to go into feature. And I'm, I will be attending film school next year so that's going to give me the resources to be able to do that but the end goal is honestly just like big budget action movies you know i every time that i like watch a modern marvel or something or a modern dc i always get the idea i could like do something different and possibly even better and that kind of just solidifies to me like yes Thrillers are great and I love to make them and dramas and everything, but I, that is kind of where I am. You know, the big blockbuster doesn't have to be, um, doesn't have to have the most amazing symbolism, the most amazing metaphors, but if it's a, an audience can like it and it can convey a story in a very well-made way, then I'd love to make it. You got me there. I'm a sucker for my Marvel movies. I'm a comic book stan. So you got me there, man. I, I would certainly look forward to seeing those kind of projects. I'll, as a biased interviewer, I shall say. Um, speaking of movies you like, this is a question that a lot of people have hated today, but I got to ask you because 
I feel like it's almost the most important question to ask. Do you have a favorite movie? Is there, if it's not one, is it like a list of three or five? And could you pick one? What's what's a movie that struck you in the heart that just made you feel some kind of way? Um. Well, that's such a hard question to answer because I have a new favorite movie every two weeks. You know? <laughs> I get obsessed with something that I just watched, and then I think it's amazing, and then I watch something new, and I think that's amazing. Um, I do think that Shawshank Redemption is certainly up there. Uh, thrillers like Shutter Island, Sicario, Prisoners, they're up there too. But in terms of the spectacle blockbuster, I'd have to definitely say Christopher Nolan's filmography. A lot of those are up there. Dark Knight trilogy, especially. And um, honestly, if you can think of well-rated like action movies like John Wick, Matrix, stuff like that, that's kind of like the other side of the coin for me. It's a bit different than everything else that I watch. I can rock with, I rock with all, every single movie you just said, I rock with. Shawshank, I kind of, I never, I've never watched it by myself when every time I rewatch it, it's with friends and mm-hmm. just the, something about Tim Robbins and Morgan Freeman, I don't know, something about those two, yeah. it just worked for me. I can't yeah. really, I can't really say because I, I would have thought I would never want to watch a prison flick where all the colors are just ugly, blue and gray and nothing happens, but yet. I guess when a performance is riveting enough and the writing is with such quality, you just you just submit to it, right? So yeah. I definitely feel you there. Um, what is a resource that you would recommend to other filmmakers to help in their films? What's a person, an organization, a group, a device, a tool? What resource would you recommend other filmmakers to use? I'd say the first one that I'd recommend is YouTube. I learned probably 90% of my material from YouTube, just looking up, how can I make this better? How can I do that? How can I do this? And it's an extremely valuable tool because there's so much knowledge there. You just have to tap into it. Um, I'd say second is people closest around you as an audience. Um, It's really hard to hear, but What I do is for a lot of my films, I hold screenings just for criticism. And I'm like, do not tell me anything good. Tell me just the bad. Tell me why this is like the worst film you've ever seen. And it's hard to hear because if you find people that are willing to tell you, which you should, uh, they will go at you and they will not hold back. But ultimately that leads to a better product. And I think that we're in the business of making better products. Um, And lastly, I'd just say experience. Just keep making movies, no matter how stupid you think the idea is or how taxing it feels. If you just keep making, you'll learn something from every single one. And in turn, that'll make the next one better and better and you just keep working at it. Okay. I asked you a tangible resource. Now I'm going to have you for something intangible. What's a piece of advice you would offer to students or student filmmakers or filmmakers who are on the way? What's some sage wisdom you could give them to get their gears grinding, to get them moving forward? I know it's probably a a word of caution as well versus advice, but 
If you find a movie that really strikes you and really makes you want to become a filmmaker, kind of look into the film and see what exactly it did and then try and make it. And that sounds like, oh, you're just copying everything. But take it from the guy who copied Star Wars for basically eight years. You start to find your own vision through emulation and through mimicking other directors, Tarantino, Nolan, George Lucas, Steven Spielberg. You pick and choose the pieces that you like and you start to find your own voice. Because in the beginning, there's so much stuff that you can do and it can be daunting. I have no idea, you know, where to start. But if you start from a from a ground that you really like, you'll you'll find yourself. You'll find your own vision. Okay. All right. I like that. Not necessarily plagiarism. No. But emulation. I like that. That's that's a good one. All right. Last question, but not really. It's more promotional. Um, where can we find your film, The Hunted? Your social media tags, so we can see what you worked on, what you will be doing, catch up with you. Where can we find you at? You can find The Hunted on YouTube uh, under my studio name, Tahiri Studios. Um, you can also follow me on Instagram at ArmandTahiri704 or Tahiri Studios. Uh, the Tahiri Studios is more of my film-based production one. And um, I'll be posting all of my films to both Instagram and YouTube. So that way you can stay up to date for anything that I'm making. Awesome, man. All right, if, if that'll be all. I have to say thank you, Armand, for being on the Film Sessions podcast. And it was great having you. And uh, I mean, School Wars, I'm going to have to check that one out real quick because that sounds very intriguing. But yeah, seriously, thank you for being on, man. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. All right, man, have a good rest of your day and stay safe, all right? You too. All right, stay safe.